everyone. Good evening. Um, so let me pray. Father, I just thank you. I praise your holy name. I pray that you would just bless um, this message and every person here to receive, Lord. I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So working on our growth. <clears throat> oh, yes, before I even get started. So <clears throat> I have to apologize. People may not remember, um, but um, I said something on the call um, for that I wasn't um, too happy with when I thought about it. So last week... <clears throat> Last Thursday's message, I said, uh, I inserted myself. I said, oh, if somebody, if people don't speak, it's going to get me upset. That was uh, um, wrong. It, this is not about me. I should not have uh, inserted myself there. Okay. So I apologize. And when I apologize, I don't give, but because. When you give but, you negate what you said on the first half of that clause. So if but is a conjunction, so it's a clause you say, you know, I put a period at the end of it. So I apologize for that. I should not have said it. Okay, so, um, wow. Why can't our politicians be more like that? Sorry, they never apologize, right? They never do anything wrong. Right, right. So, um, talking about growth, um, I'm going to Philippians chapter three and um, starting here in verse one. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the law to write the same thing again is no trouble to me and it is a safeguard for you. Paul's in prison here. He's telling people to beware of the dogs, beware of the evil workers, beware of the false circumcision. This is phony Christians, for we are the true circumcision who worship in the spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. So if somebody is a Christian and you're still putting confidence in your flesh, you are going to have to let that go because you've been crucified with Christ. The flesh should be dead. Although I myself might have confidence even in the flesh, if anyone else has a mind to put confidence in the flesh, I far more circumcise the eighth day of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to the righteousness which is in the law, found blameless. So real quick, Paul is there going through his pedigree, right? He is going through his pedigree. Although I myself have confidence in the flesh, if anyone has a mind for confidence in the flesh, I find circumcised the eighth day, boom, box checked right there. That's when someone, a Jewish uh, boy, is to be circumcised on the eighth day, box uh, checked, right? 
um, uh, of the nation of Israel, of course, box checked, of the tribe of Benjamin, box checked, because the tribe of Benjamin is a prestigious Jewish tribe, right? Hebrew of Hebrews, right? That's almost like someone waving uh, a flag. Oh, patriot of patriot, right? Uh, as to the law of Pharisee. So he's not even saying an observer of the law. He is actually saying a giver of the law. Clearly, God is the one true author of the law, but Pharisees were the givers of the law to the people, right? As to zeal, he zeal, he's zealous, he's enthusiastic for this stuff. So it's not something, well, yeah, I'm kind of Pharisee. My dad was a Pharisee, my granddad is a Pharisee. I really don't like this. You know, hey, I wish I was yeah, jamming on my guitar or something. No, he's saying, no, I'm zealous for this. It was passed down to me. I have zeal, a persecutor of the church. So to a Pharisee, somebody in Judaism, to be a persecutor of the church, that would be a zealous thing, right? When you're a persecutor of the church, that would, hey, you are, are um, zealous. So he's actually saying, hey, you know what? I'm a card-carrying persecutor of the church. I did that. Um, as to righteousness, which is in the law, found blameless. But listen now, because this is about what you have to leave behind. But whatever things were gained to me, all of these things were at one time gained. I have counted as lost for the sake of Christ, right? So whatever was gained to you, you have to count as loss for the sake of Christ. So here's what you don't do with Christ. There's no syncretism. Syncretism is when you mix everything together. You blend it all together. No, you don't do that with Christ, it's either or, right? It's not all together, right? But whatever things were gained to me, those things I've counted as lost for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and I count them but rubbish so that I may gain Christ and may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. Do you see? This is connecting. We're connecting this text now to what Paul said initially. He was talking about having no confidence in the flesh. Listen what he's saying. Listen to what he said. He talks about as to the righteousness which is in the law, that's in verse 6, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to the righteousness which is in the law, found blameless. Look now what he is saying in verse 9, 
and nine in nine, I may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. If I have a righteousness of my own, right, derived from the law, I have confidence in my flesh because I'm saying in my flesh, in my own power, I can keep the law. Paul is has let go of that now and he's saying, now I don't have a righteousness in my flesh, in my own flesh. See, you could not keep those two things because those two things are diametrically opposed to each other. I would almost be this uh this guy who doesn't know whether he's coming or going my favorite song would probably be should i stay or should i go now remember that song no no you can only go in one direction folks one direction only so you have to let one thing go to be able to pick up another thing but that which is through faith in christ it, the righteousness which comes from God only on the basis of faith. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. This is about growth, about learning one thing go and pick it up another thing you know i gotta tell you there was something all testimonies really touched me i am telling you everything that you say but they're not for me they are for god you giving glory to god folks i don't need a thank you it's a thank you in uh, what god has done for me and uh, it's an honor for me to be able to do this to show god how much i truly appreciate what he has done and how much i love god's people but i do hear testimonies that touch me they all do i gotta talk about one so um young Brielle said something last week, right? She said, oh, you know, Pastor Roberts uh, told me this thing that I had pride, I had um, uh, this going on. And is what she was actually saying. She's catching up to that now. A lot of times people can have things pointed out and they're not ready to hear it at the time right but what she was saying in pointing that out is that she has grown from the time she first heard it when she didn't like it to where she is now growth markers of growth right are things that were may be unpalatable initially right so i say this i say things that 
uh, at one time may have amazed you, now amuse you, right? Like at one time, those things, my daddy said, what those kids I grew up with used to say about me because I was the only black kid in the town. I had white parents. My daddy said that used to amaze me at the time, but it, you, now it amuses me. And I never really talked about my childhood. You know, my son said to me one time, he said, dad, do you think you're secretive? Really? He said this because, I mean, really, I almost had an approach with my son, not talking about my child. You know how people say, oh, well, I wasn't born yesterday. I almost took the approach with my son because of my bad childhood. Hey, guess what? You know how, kid, how people say I wasn't born yesterday? Well, see me? I was. So forget everything else, really, because it was easier that way. Because I didn't want to tell him all of that stuff that I had to go through. I have really insulated my son. I'm telling you, really, he's a small kid. He doesn't act that way. He's been insulated from a lot of um, things. Not that he was ever in a situation like I was, but because I was in a situation like I was, he's been very, very insulated. And so he said that, but I just say this to say all of those things that I buried deep now that used to amaze me, they, I mean, they are amusing to me now. I've left those things behind. The things that hurt you, look at how you got offended. Here's what you've got to do. You should not be trying to avoid offenses. You should be growing through those things, the things that used to get you angry, you should be growing through those now for the simple reason being putting faith in Christ. Now you are trusting in supernatural power. And so nothing can offend you because nothing should be able to take away from who you are, from who you truly are. Those things that I used to, didn't even offend me. They used to, I'm going to say devastated me at that time. Really devastated me at that time. Especially when kids would say to me that their dad said, you should not be doing that as a kid. I didn't even know what they were talking about. Now I look, believe me, folks, I got a very, very early exposure to silly. All of the silly I could have, really. I got very very early exposure to it. And I laugh at those things now. And I started even telling my son those things because they don't hurt anymore because nothing can take away from who I am in Christ. You know, you should be looking, once again, there's a follow-on from that message about once the Lord builds the house, unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers, they labor in vain. That house cannot be shaken. Are we allowing the Lord to build for us or are we still building for ourselves? All what Paul was talking about in his first life, that was all building, you know, trying to keep the law right now. I don't want any of that grace stuff. 
I don't need it. I'll create my own grace. No, I don't need any help. No, I don't need any. You know what? Grace is almost a form of theological affirmative action. I don't need any help from God. Yo, no, no, no. I'll pull myself up from my own bootstraps. Here's what we have to say, folks. We have to truly let go of what we have built ourselves and actually say, God, I need you to build for me. You know what? Here's what you let go of when you do that. When you let go of your own, you let go of anxiety. You let go of frustration. You let go of sorrow because it really hurts when your expectations get dashed. But here's the problem is these are your own expectations. Scripture says, Proverbs 16, verse 9, there's many plans in the heart of a man, but the Lord's purpose prevails. The Lord's purpose prevails, folks. And here's the thing. Here's a great, great safety net that you have is that when the Lord builds it, the Lord has to take care of it. This thing that I'm doing here with you guys, this ministry, I am trusting the Lord to build it to build you, you have to do that too. Here's the other thing. If you have problems with your kids or your spouse or relationships or whatever the case may be, see those people. They're not your problems. They are God's problems. They are God's problems. There are people who've had problems with siblings, spouses, parents for decades and they've never been able to resolve it you know what you're not supposed to. it's god's problem really you have an issue with your future what you are supposed to be doing you have got to trust god with it you have got to actually say now you know what i do not want to put confidence in my own flesh. I want to put confidence in the Lord. The Lord doesn't need my gifts. I am going to find myself in him. This is about letting go, folks. Letting go of your own plans. And is the thing, trusting, trusting that the plans that God have for you will bring that fulfillment, that joy. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all the things you need will be added. There are people broken their back, work hard, accomplish things, and they still, still don't have any joy or fulfillment. God's blessings makes one rich and he adds no sorrow to it. Proverbs 10 verse 22. Take that one down. God's blessings makes one rich. And he adds no sorrow to it. Do you have the joy 
from what you are doing. It should start right now, folks. Paul is in prison when he is saying this, doesn't know what will happen to him. Uh, he still has this trust in God. Here's the problem as well, folks. Don't trip up on the fact that something in your life has not been accomplished. So you're upset at God because that may have been your house that has not been accomplished, that has not been built. What you have to trust God for is for what he wants you to build. Because faith is not getting what you want. Faith is accepting what God gives. Don't get me wrong. Don't understand one thing. Now, don't get me wrong. What God gives is not crumbs. God doesn't give his children crumbs, but God gives his children the things that are the best for the meaning that God knows the things that will cause you sorrow. Come on. How many childhood actors and celebrity, celebrities have we heard about where fame and fortune has destroyed them? Really? So many. So, so, so many. I remember my son was telling me he read something, the show or something. He said, Dad, it was about all of these people who won the lottery and none of them were happy. None of them were happy. This is why we have to trust God. I say to myself, I do not know how to create mine or your destiny. I do not know. Only my creator, your creator, same, same one, knows how to do that. That's where your trust has got to be. Really, that anxiety is going to start falling away. This sorrow that you have, this feeling, you people know what I'm talking about, when you feel right like all of your um, nerve endings, emotional nerve endings are exposed, right? Someone says something to you that offends you and you feel it deep down into the essence of who you are. All of that stuff needs to go away. You, when you make a mistake, you have this feeling like you've lost something in the core of your being because that just signifies how much confidence you've put in yourself, right? We are taking confidence away from ourselves. So if you're doing that, there should be this so what mentality if you make a mistake. So what? I made a mistake. So what? Uh, there should be this mentality of um, um, I am, okay, I am, uh, um, uh, I got that wrong. I have to apologize. So what? There should not be this sense of loss. If there's a sense of loss deep down in who you are, if you make a mistake and you are in this paralysis due to over analysis. You made a mistake on Monday and it's still bothering you on Thursday. You have confidence 
in your own flesh. Because when you don't, you make a mistake at Monday at five o'clock at one second past that the realization of that mistake. You're saying, so what? Nothing here should be able to take your joy away, really. If something is taking your joy away, then it's natural joy based on having confidence in the flesh. Once you have confidence in the flesh, your joy is very, very fleeting. You're up and down, up and down, up and down. Many people have got into the bad habits uh, that they've got into due to having confidence in the flesh. Because you know those emotional roller coasters, they are painful. They cause so much angst and distress. People feel that they need to engage in self-medication to be able to alleviate those kind of emotional burdens. But when you don't have confidence in the flesh, there's no burdens, there's no liabilities to worry about. You don't have those big highs on those big drops. You know, like that demon drop. There used to be this thing, all the demon drop. In fact, a bunch of people, I guess they didn't know that they had heart problems and died of heart attacks. But there's no demon drop, folks, when you don't have confidence in the flesh. You are plain sailing, plain sailing. There's a great song by, by the Eagles. It's called Take It Easy. You are taking it easy. That song is, I think the Eagles are from California, but that song reminds me of driving on the Pacific Coast Highway, which I used to drive when I was on California and just taking it easy. And that's how you want to be able to live life. Life should not be stressful, but it always will be stressful if you have confidence in the flesh. You have confidence in the flesh now, and you say that you're serving God you are serving the God that you have to carry. If you have no confidence in the flesh, you are serving the God that carries you. That's the difference here with uh, Saul of Tarsus, which he's talking about the Saul of Tarsus, born of the tribe of Benjamin and all of that. He's given his earthly pedigree. That's the Saul of Tarsus, but the second Saul who talks about confidence in Christ is Paul. This is Paul, the one that we know who has given his life to the Lord. So we want to ensure that we do not have any confidence in the flesh because if you do, folks, then it's up to you to be able to navigate the demon drops. You cannot, you cannot. God does not want you 
to have this sense of fleeting happiness. God wants you to have this ever-present joy. Really, this ever-present joy. And you cannot create it for yourself. Robin Williams was Robin Williams was a comedic genius. A comedic genius. In fact, I just read this article about him where he said that the is the favorite movie he ever made was the Dead Poet Society. I had my son and I watched that. He said, Dad, thanks for watching, for letting me watch that. But comedic genius. There's this thing, Google it, that he does on the flag. Oh, my word. Comedic genius. But even someone like him could not create his own joy. Dave Chappelle is a comedic genius, cannot create his own joy. Chris Rock, there's a bunch of them out there. They cannot, because this joy that I'm talking about, it comes, it's not created. It's from the creator. Really, it's just there. It's a flow. It flows up from inside of you when you have put your trust on the God that carries you and not the God that you carry. Really, this is it. We're going to do some prayer points, folks. The first one is this is, Lord God, give me the grace to take my confidence out of the flesh and truly put it in on you, Lord God. On you, in you, by you, with you, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We praise your holy name. We pray, Father, that you will give us the grace, Lord God, to take confidence, not put confidence in the flesh, but to put it in you, Lord God, Lord God on you, with you, by you. Father, Lord God, whatever preposition we after use, Lord God, that we give it to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord God, give me the grace, Lord God, to stop trying to build and to let you build for me, Lord God, to stop trying to build and let you build for me you know there was something that god promised david he said that david's earthly line would never end and why is that because the jesus the incarnate jesus as reign would be eternal right so would be eternal. So it's Lord God, give me the grace, Lord, to let you build for me, Lord God, to let you be the builder, Lord God. Everything I've built, Lord God, doesn't last two minutes. Lord God, give me the grace to let you build for me in Jesus' name, amen. 
Father, I just thank you. I praise your holy name. I pray that you will give me the grace to let you build for me anything that I have built, Lord God. It does not last two minutes, Father Lord. I pray that you would give me the grace that you would let me build, Lord, that you would let me let you build, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. You know something? We have got our roaring lion seeking who he may devour. Now that reminds me of the big bad wolf. Remember the big bad wolf? I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. He will. But you know what? The big bad wolf, when you let God build for you, he can huff and puff. He can take bring a tank. He can bring a bazooka. He can bring RPGs. He can bring a, a neutron bomb. Whatever the case may be, it's not going down. Here's the prayer point. Lord God, give me a supernatural peace and a confidence. You don't want natural peace because natural peace is only predicated on natural promises and they are very short-lived. I want supernatural peace that is predicated on supernatural promises from the word of God. Okay, so Lord God, give me a supernatural peace, the kind that transcends all understanding, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord God. Father, we just praise your holy name. Father, I pray that you will give as all supernatural peace that is predicated on your supernatural promises, Lord, I ask in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Here's the next prayer point before I do the caring call. The next prayer point is going to be yours. What you want God to do. Understand one thing. Understand. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, do more than uh, have you understand it. I'm going to let you hear it right from God's word. So, beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. Meaning that Whatever we ask of God, it is we are praying according to his will. Okay? So whatever you are praying for right now, it's you are praying according to his will, to um, God's will. If it doesn't get answered, it's not according to God's will. So I'm going to have each one of you pray individually for what you want. God, take 60 seconds for you to pray. The anointing of God is here, folks. Pray what you want God to do for you right now. Okay? All right.
In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So the caring call, then I'm going to pass it to um, Christy, and she is going to go to the um, the testimonies. It's All I would say is it's great if you speak about what God is doing for you. It's not about me. This is about um about god okay um but at the same time no pressure folks i want to come from um, the prompting of god so this is the caring call father lord i know i'm a sinner i know you shed your precious blood so that i might be saved i accept you into my heart as my lord and savior lord god i I'm trusting in the fact you shed your precious blood for me. I know you did, Lord God. And from this point forward, Lord God, I'm trusting in the God that will carry me, Lord God. And I know you will. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you for your great lift, Lord God, in carrying me, Lord. And I know my life will never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay.